This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Wow, sounds so weird to say that out loud. It's been a minute. It's been a lot of minutes. <laughs> Thank you for all the messages and all the love and questions and just wondering where the show was and, um, you know, just caring about me. I really appreciate it. I needed to truly take a hiatus um, back in the end of October. I just felt so burnt out, I think, between our move and all things transition and moving states and life and just all things and be going through so much of my own personal life, um, my own journey. Um, and so it was just like, you know what, I got to take a step back. And if there's anything I've learned during this, you know, shifting time in the world, it's to really honor yourself, to be present and to really see what shows up for you. So I've been really doing that and embodying that. So I appreciate you guys letting me step away to take the time to really reset and come back in a really good place. And I'm so excited. I have so many amazing episodes that I did record um, that are still, you know, waiting to be released now for 2022. And I'm even more excited to share that while I was going through so much of my journey, I felt very called to a new show and new podcast, and that's going to be releasing on 2-22-22 this year, my angel numbers for those that know me. And I'm really excited. It's a spirituality podcast. It's something totally different than I've ever done, but I'm feeling very called to this space for many reasons, and I'm really excited to share it. So stay tuned for that. If that's your jam, if you know, you're looking for something like that, Check it out, 2-22-22. It will be dropping next month, and I just can't wait. But today's episode is a great way to kind of actually segue a little bit into that because I was trying to decide which episode to release for the new year in 2022 and coming back from a few months of hiatus, and this one just really struck me as like, yeah, this is it. And I think it's because we talk so much about consciousness and surrender and so much of just our own evolution I felt it was so fitting for everything going on still in the world and everything that people are going through and waking up to in their own ways. So this will be a kind of a taste of what um, my new show will be like and so much more. So just kind of understand that. Today is such an incredible episode with the Almost 30 Girls. They are powerhouses. They're amazing. They're so authentically themselves. It is unreal and unbelievable. I absolutely adore Krista and Lindsay, and I can't wait for you to hear their story, their journey, and all about their evolution and what we get to discuss. So as always, I hope this episode just really hits it for you, hits home. Um, You take something great away from it. You really feel, you know, um, like you find a gem in this. I felt there were so many gems in this show and this particular episode, truly. So without further ado, almost 30 girls talking all about consciousness and surrender. As always, please make sure if you love this show, take a screenshot, tag it on social media, tag Ali Levine Design, tag Almost 30 so they can see it too. Tag Everything with Ali Levine, the podcast Instagram. Make sure you're following Everything with Ali Levine. We'll have lots of updates there soon uh, to fill you guys in on all that's going on. 
And if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. We did so incredible with hundreds of reviews last year, and I would love to keep it going. So if you haven't already, please leave a quick review all about why you love the show, how someone else could find the show, what they'd be into, all that good stuff. So I'm wishing all of you such a happy new year and beautiful and magical 2022. I hope that you show up for yourself in a whole new way and are your authentic self and you really love this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Until next time. Hello, hello. I'm here with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick of Almost 30 Podcast. And these are two amazing ladies and podcast hosts. And they have done so much in their own brand within themselves together. I'm so honored to have them here. I want you guys to kind of share a little bit about you and who you are. And then I know we're just going to flow and get into all things. Yeah, thanks, Allie. We appreciate you having us. Um, I'm Lindsay and joined by my best friend and co-host and co-founder, Krista Williams. And yeah, we we started Almost 30 during a time when, a really challenging time actually, where we just felt really alone, like we should have more answers, like we should know what the next step should be in our lives, that time that a lot of people I'm sure in your audience are going through, which is that transition from our 20s to our 30s. Um, In spirituality, in astrology, it's called your Saturn return. And this is a time when you're really kind of uh, pushed to look at things in your life, whether it's in career, your health, your relationships, really any area of your life, and see what is working and not working and uh, make the next right decision based on that. And so Krista and I met at that intersection and we're having conversations that I had really not had with a friend before. And so um, long story short, it was that connection and that um, comfort that really inspired almost 30. And so she came to me one day, we were sitting at a coffee shop and she's like, do you think we could start a podcast based on what you and I have been talking about? And I had no idea how to start a podcast, neither did she, but we were just game and it just felt really energizing and invigorating to think about, wow, if we could bring these conversations to a more public place and just make people feel less alone, like we had made each other, then that would be really cool. And so we started on our closet floors for seven months practicing and just kind of getting in the groove. And September 2016, we launched Almost 30. And, you know, it's been gradual and organic, the growth, but the community quickly started to form around this transition and this idea and just the content that we were bringing. So uh, now, about six years later, we Um, have a membership, we have the podcast, we coach other podcasters, we have done retreats and a world tour. So it's just become so much more than we could ever imagine. And um, really, we're just serving the entity of Almost 30 and seeing what she has in store for us next. Amazing. I love that. And I, I love that, you know, you really both kind of just came in in a place of wanting to just figure things out and, and, and be there for each other and share your journey. And you obviously serve so many, and that's why it was such 
a ripple effect and that alignment was divine and people just started, you know, coming around and, and, and resonating with it. And that community has formed and you guys have like over, you know, I think 30 million downloads or something like that now. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, from where you guys started to where you are and, and how fast things kind of have come around. I'm sure it didn't feel fast in the moment for you guys, but now I'm sure looking at it, it I'm sure it's quite surreal. I think it's, it is kind of weird because Lindsay and I never intended it for it to be our full-time jobs. We never intended to, you know, go on tour. We never intended to do anything, but to follow this passion that we had of connecting to one another. So we really, really, really did the podcast because we had this desire to feel less alone and explore these conversations. So it has grown so naturally. And I know, and remember before everyone was like, you know, when you find what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And when you find this thing, it'll be right and it'll work and it'll flow. And it really has been true. It's really flowed. It's been really been a beautiful process with its bumps along the way, but we never thought it would be anything like what it is. And, you know, we named it almost 30 and we're over 30. So it has been, you know, five or six years since we started. So it hasn't felt super short. Like I feel like some people, you know, you always prepare, you're like some people grow faster, but it has felt really natural and right for us. And the pace of the growth has matched our pace to handle the amount of success or attention or money or whatever it is that we've been able to, to have. So yeah, it's been beautiful and I feel really lucky. And I know, you know, Lindsay does too. It's amazing. I love that. And I would love to dive into kind of the kind of what we we guys kind of both said was a that alignment that you know that spirituality that kind of shift and like oh my gosh what's changing in my life because obviously we are in a time right now where the world is very much continuously shifting we went through a very crazy time in 2020 and I feel like everyone's kind of still coming out of that figuring out what's going on the world's never going to be the same it's going to shift there's going to be many changes for you know good and bad and all things and I would love to kind of talk about how you guys said like that awakening you know I think a lot of people are going through that spiritual awakening right now I know you know I feel like 2020 really woke me up in a lot of ways but I had kind of started my journey closer to 2016 2017 but maybe didn't really know what it was and then slowly kind of fell into it was like okay, yeah, there's like something really happening here. And then motherhood like put it for full throttle for me, you know, and then I was pregnant with my second daughter during 2020. And that was like the veil was lifted and it was like, whoa, okay, yeah, this is all happening. So I'd love for you guys to share, you know, a little bit about your own spiritual awakening and kind of like what that means to you in that journey, because I just feel like so many are in that right now and have no idea what to do, how to navigate or even what they're going through. Yeah, it's... It's been quite the journey and quite the zigzag and not always linear. And um, I think for me, um, I began to realize that I was just like much more than just a girl in the world trying to make it. (laughs) Um, When I moved from New York to L.A., it was kind of a huge catalyst where um, I was in New York. I had just tons of different odd jobs from bartending to fit modeling to becoming a soul cycle instructor and all the while auditioning during the day um, for Broadway and other things. And um, yeah, I was just kind of running myself into the ground, reaching so far outside of myself for, you know, the validation waiting to be chosen. I was um, coming out of a long-term relationship that wasn't aligned and, so when I got the opportunity to move to LA quite suddenly uh, through SoulCycle, um, the yes came so fast I couldn't even overthink it. 
And I think that was my first conscious experience of my intuition. You know, I, I just knew, I, I knew that it was the right move for me. And I knew that it held much more than what it did on paper. And so I moved like six weeks later and found myself in LA, um, in a completely different, like grid, completely different energy and, um, feeling like I had hit the reset button in a lot of ways. It presented its own like host of challenges, but I, I just felt different. And then when Krista and I met about a year into it and began like just noodling and showing up for almost 30, I was like, wait, like there is so much more to who I am. And, um, it was really through just the evolution of almost 30 that I connected with my soul and reconnected with God. And, um, it's always evolving and changing. And I think, you know, life becomes so much more fun and fulfilling when I've seen and experienced myself, others, and just the world as like this living, breathing, spiritual experience, you know? And um, I never really resonated with the clocking in, making money, going home, saying that I achieved this. Like I never really resonated with that. And so just kind of tending to that like soul call and soul pull and following my intuition and trusting God and trusting the plan has just felt so much more like me. And it looks different for everyone. You know, we have people in our community that are on very different spiritual paths and I think they're all perfect. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the marks of mine. I love that. It's so powerful. And I love that you really how you explain the yes, how like fast that happened for you, because it was really this, this knowing this intuition this true, you know, God given intuition that was, I know I need to say yes, I don't maybe know what's coming, but I just know this is a yes. And then from there, you know, God and the universe really led you. And you, like you said, you had this soul experience where it was like, I'm not just this girl, I am a soul. Like I'm, I'm here. Yes. In human form, we all are, but like, there is so much more to my soul. And I love that you, you just spoke to that so powerfully. I literally got chills um, because I think we do, right. We're given so much in society of, you know, do this, climb this ladder, check this box, make X, you'll be happy. Do this. I know I had that. I had so much of my own ego death, even within celebrity styling of like, I just check off these boxes and then I'll be happy. I just do this and I'll be happy. And I wasn't happy. And I couldn't understand why you know and it wasn't until I actually tapped into like my soul and also like really found God again I was like oh there's so much more to this and myself than like I ever truly believed before or even felt like I was taught you know so that just resonated so hard for me um go ahead because I want to hear what you have to say oh yeah so um I feel like it's been like up and down with my awakening. I had like more awakening when I was younger and then kind of shut it down when you're older. But I do remember in 2011, I really was like, whoa, this is not what it seems. There's a lot more to life. And that was like propelled by 
some psychedelic experiences that I was having that was propelled by some movies that I was consuming. I was kind of reading different things and I was looking at the world in a different way. And so I felt like I had a pretty good idea of like the being awake. I was like, I feel like I'm awakened. I'm meditating. I'm doing all the things. And then 2020 happened for me too, where I read this book called Law of One, and I really just started to look at the world in a different way. And I was like, whoa, I felt like I was awakened before. And now I feel even more awakened because before I was really looking at things like good and bad, where I was like, oh, I'm good because I'm this and they are bad because they're this. And now I really see that we are all one and not in a spiritual bypassy way. Um but it's been like a really beautiful and then also painful at times process. But I'm really grateful that now I can like look back and laugh and realize that like, I still don't know what's going on. I thought I knew, but now I know that I don't know. (laughs) And just kind of having a lot more joy with it than before where it felt really painful, where I was like, oh my gosh, nothing is as it seems. No one is as it seems. Is this all fake? Is this a simulation? You know, you kind of go through that doom and gloom phase of it all where you're like, what is the point of everything? And then you get to the other side and you're like, oh, the point is like looking at trees. The point is, you know, laying in the grass. The point is really like the enjoyment of it all and the really presence and the knowing that we don't know what this is and just really being being there for that. So it's been up and down, but I feel really glad now that I feel more integrated in it all than before because sometimes the more you see, the less you say. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I know what's going on there. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to kind of going to live my life without it, but um, I'm grateful for where I am and to bring conscious awareness to my life now. Oh, I love that you said conscious awareness. And I also love that you spoke to that joy and that, and that pain, because you're right. There is so much human gloom. I had so much of that for myself too in 2020. I was like, what? well, this isn't what it seems. And oh, and this mm-hmm. is bullshit. And this, this, and, and you're like, oh my God, like, so what's the point exactly? And and I love it. You said like, once you kind of get to the other side of that and you're like, oh, it's to be present. Oh, it is to come home to myself. Oh, it is to come into my knowing, you know? And I think that I'm sure both of you can agree. Like when you really trust and surrender, you become so much more present. You stop trying to control what is the, what, what is this mean? What am I doing? And it just starts to flow. And I know for me, the more I surrender, even as crazy as things get for me in my own schedule, in my own life, somehow divine alignment just keeps happening. And I'm like, that just can't be a coincidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely know. Yeah. It's, it's all divine. And it's funny. Cause you know, we think that we know everything and we think that we have to figure it all out and things just kind of happen and things really evolve and grow. And almost 30 was such a lesson for me in that where I felt like I wanted to find my purpose so bad. And when I stopped looking and I started just being myself and I started connecting with Lindsay and I started just doing things that I loved, it started to create itself and it started to just be revealed. But it's one of those things like you always need to see it for yourself. You're like, okay, well, if that's true, I need to see it for myself. And I'm going to try all these things. I'm going to do all these things. And there's so much of life that like happens when we just really surrender to it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think a lot of times I'm curious for you guys, like what surrender means to you, because I think a lot of times, a lot of people will feel like, like when you were saying before, like, you know, oh, I I thought I was awake, you know, I I was meditating, I was doing all the things and, but maybe things weren't actually happening or things weren't really transpiring. I know raising my hand, like I did that too. Years ago, I was meditating and I was doing all these things, 
but I wasn't actually doing any of them consciously. I thought I was surrendering. I thought I was doing everything, but I actually was kidding myself. And I was just doing it to check off another box because yes. that's what I was supposed to do, you know? And mm-hmm. now I actually meditate. I actually do breath work like every day. And I, you know, journal and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, oh, I actually now feel a difference. And I actually feel what this surrender is like. I'm curious for you guys, like if you could break down like what surrender looks like to you, I would love for you to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, surrender, surrender really looks like the releasing of expectations. I've been just noticing a lot lately, kind of my, the sneaky ways that expectations kind of block me from experiencing the joy in the moment or like the gift in the moment, um, or just the fullness of an experience. And our mind loves to kind of create these expectations so that it has something to identify with. And I think surrendering for me lately has just been to release what I think it's going to be, how I think it should go, um, or what I expect from someone and just allow kind of like it to be a surprise of sorts and for it to be exactly what it is meant to be for me. Um, I also think it is surrendering is just kind of like the noticing of just the noticing of the ego. I don't think it's like getting rid of. It's just like, oh, what part of me is that? What part of me is so is holding on or or reaching so hard for this thing or this feeling or this person Um or for this manifestation? Is that a part of me that is afraid? Is that a part of me that needs validation or support or tending to or recognition or healing? Like just kind of noticing those parts that tend to insert themselves. um, I think is a huge step, you know, It, it doesn't mean you have to do something right there, but just the acknowledgement of it for me helps to kind of break apart like the whole structure around um the expectation so that's what surrender looks like for me lately and it's a constant practice i think it shows up in different ways whether it's in relationship whether it's between me and me whether it's in our um work life like it's constantly presenting itself and I just have a lot of like compassion and grace for myself because it's never going to be perfect. But I think that the, the, um, awareness around any time that I try to hold on and, you know, become so attached to a certain outcome, I know that it's calling me to surrender more. Well, I love that when you just said about that attachment, it's so true. I've realized that too in my own life, when I attach so hard to something and the outcome of something, first off, I'm always met with resistance. (laughs) And second off, it's always like that moment of like, oh, I need to let go completely and actually surrender to this and stop expecting something. And also attaching so much of myself to this outcome that it has to be this. And this is the end all be all because I, I, I am so guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me with almost 30, you know, when I, 
I was trying really hard to be a soul cycle instructor before I was like audition. Like I was going to classes all the time. I was getting certified. I lost all the weight. I was, I thought that's what I was going to do. And I was holding to it so tightly. I was manifesting this dream as a soul cycle instructor. And when I realized after not getting the audition twice, but meeting Lindsay, that there was something bigger and better for me than even soul cycle. So I had this dream of soul cycle, but the universe had something bigger and better. And if I would have surrendered to it earlier, I could be, you know, maybe further along, but I realized in that moment that like, Oh, letting the universe like give me exactly what I need at the right time and letting it be there for me and letting it surprise me. And now with our business and with our goals, we don't really like set that intensive goals. We really, really like allow beautiful things to develop and sort of have this like flexible approach to what we do, because it's like, what if we can't think big enough? Like sometimes I think we can't think big enough. Um, A Course in Miracles says, you know, you ask not too much of the world, but too little. And I think sometimes we have this problem where we actually don't ask enough of the world. We don't ask enough of our dreams. And when you realize that it's really powerful because you can allow the universe to show up for you. I love that the universe to show up for you. And I love also that you said about your own goals. I was going to actually ask that of like, you know, you guys do have so much going on, but at the same time, you both are so present and you are so conscious and, you know, you very much are in doing this work together and especially being, you know, best friends and partners and all the things like, what does that, I was going to say, like, what does that look like for you when you are kind of so, you know, spiritually aligned and you're really, you know, working through in your own life, but then of course have such a successful business that you have together. Like, what does that look like when something comes into play that might, you know, trip the ego or might bring you to a place of where you guys like have to have a surrendering moment? Like, what is that like for you guys when it comes to business? Because you also have such a community that you empower as well and, you know, are going through this in real life. I mean, yes, it's amazing that you guys are have this business, but this is also, you know, your life and what you're going through and you guys are only humans. So I'm just curious, like what it is like being with so much in your community and going through those experiences in real time. Yeah, I think, you know, we're really lucky that we have each other. Um, I think that, any time that we have just a a challenge or like a cause for pause and um, reevaluation, Chris and I come together. And especially in the last couple of years, we've really made it a priority to have the space to check in with one another and really go deep on anything that's feeling a little sticky or not aligned because it's those intuitive feelings of like, yeah, that actually doesn't feel right. That has, that have been the catalyst for so much of our growth and evolution as a brand and as a team. And so, um, I think that's really important. Sometimes people speed up when things get a little challenging or crazy just to get through it. But I think the secret really is to slow down, to create space. What's coming up here? What's here for me? Um, can I call in my support system? Can I reevaluate anything that's really not working and try something new? And um, it's trial and error. We're not perfect. We're definitely human. We have our like, oh shit moments a lot. But I, I do think that it's the willingness and the choice to keep showing up for it that has been the muscle I've, I've like been proud to kind of build where it's like, okay, we show up for this. We don't run away from it. We don't rush through it. We don't, you know, pretend it's not happening. So yeah, I think just to have each other is, is such a big part of the puzzle. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And we're really, Krista, I'd love to hear what you have to say. 
Oh, you're on mute, honey. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I really loved Lindsay's answer. And I think just to speak a little bit more on the, the surrender piece, right. You want me to expand on that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the hardest thing in life. Cause you're like, how do I get what I want? And how do I build a life that I want by surrendering? You know, sometimes in my mind, I still actually don't know how to remedy it. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I do know that when I'm holding tight to my life of what I think it should be, how I think I should look, how my friendship should look, how my everything should look, I'm not enjoying myself and I'm not really present for what's to come. I'm not really present to like the flow of life. So I'm not a master at surrender, that's for sure. But I have realized that although maybe I'm not reaching my goals all the time, or I'm not like hitting numbers, or I'm not you know, whatever I expect myself to be, I'm enjoying the process more. I feel better in my body. I feel less stressed. I feel less anxious. And I think that's really the goal because if we're not enjoying the process, then what's the point of it? You know, what's the point of being unhappy on our way to be happy when our goal is to be happy? You know, if I want to be happy, if I want to be content, I need to be happy and content on the way to that as well. And not just feeling like, okay, eventually I'm going to rest. Eventually I'm going to do these things. When I lose the weight, I'll be happy. When I'm in that relationship, I'll be happy. When I get this job, I'll be happy. I need to really enjoy it along the way. So I'm not the best at surrender, but I do know that even when I let go a little bit, I feel so much better in my life and in my body. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, you know, one, you're being so vulnerable about not being the best at surrenders. I think most of us are not, and it's maybe hard to admit that. And I also love it. You said like being happy in the moment and not, Oh, once I get this, or once this happens, or once, you know, that changes, it's like, no being in it and being in that flow. And I think, you know, that was kind of my next question to you guys, like, what does alignment mean to you? And I kind of think we just kind of started to get into that when you both were just saying like those inner feelings of what you feel and allowing it to, you know, play out and process, you know, that is how you find alignment in something, even if you're not really maybe understanding, at least for me in the moment that something actually is aligning and it actually kind of feels like at first it's resistance and it's, you know, and maybe it's change or it's something I'm not what I expected, but then I actually end up realizing that it's completely in alignment. So I would, I would love for you guys to speak to kind of like that transition of surrender to alignment. Cause I do believe like trust, surrender, alignment, they all kind of go hand in hand when you all kind of start to really consciously become aware of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think alignment for me is such a, it's like such a feeling in my body. It's like, I think that's where it hits first where, um, and, and I've really had to kind of like, uh, de-layer and reprogram myself in order to actually feel the alignment because I think we are, or at least I was kind of predisposed to expect either the worst case scenario or expect the thing that's not so good to come next. And so I think for me, it's, it's in those moments of meditation, even breath work, like you were saying that really bring me to presence where I'm able to feel what I'm feeling in the moment. And I'm able to kind of translate that practice of presence into the very everyday mundane moments, whether it's like between me and my partner and I'm like just staring at him while he's doing something. And I'm like, oh, wow, this feels so good. You know, it's like these like little moments where you're like, yeah, that feels good. That feels aligned. That feels um, really, it's like, even it's cheesy to say, but like what my soul desires, not what 
I think I should be doing because I saw it on social media or because my parents are expecting this from me. It's really just this like deep, deep knowing. Um, and then when it comes to like manifesting your reality, it's like, it can feel a little bit like a dream because I'm, again, I'm still kind of training myself like, yes, this is possible. And yes, this is actually what is meant to be. Um, so yeah, I just, I think for me, it's that feeling in my body first. And so how can I really come back to my body? It's meditation, it's breath work, it's movement, it's dance, it's working out, it's taking walks. Um, it's putting my hands on my body. It's like remembering like I'm here. Hi, I'm in a body. So, I love all. that. I also love that you spoke to two things. One, you spoke to energy because we know that we are all energy. Everything is energy. And I think when I had that real realization of everything is energy, it really started to shift for me. It was like I really started honing in on the different people around me and how things were coming across. And I noticed the energy of the room. And I noticed, you know, if I was really attracted to someone's energy or I was really repelled by it. And, you know, even as simple as just something would get emailed to me. And I, like you said, like that feeling of like, you're either genuinely excited about, or like, you just feel like mm, that just doesn't feel good. And I think the more you tap into that, the more you really do realize that alignment of like, Ooh, it is a feeling, you know, and this is where I feel like I've struggled even with my own family and friends from people who are not so conscious and awakened to this is like, they don't understand the knowing it's the question is, well, how do you know? Well, the question is, well, what do you mean if you feel it? It's like, well, it's just a feeling. It literally is the energy within me that I feel in my own vessel that like tells me this is what I want to do, or this is not what I want to do, or this, you know, is something for my higher purpose and my highest good. And this is maybe not. And, you know, it's taken me time and still does to figure those things out. But I also appreciated that you mentioned, you kind of got into a little bit of like that deprogramming and that, you know, you were maybe kind of conditioned or programmed to believe one way of thinking versus how we actually are aligned, I believe, as souls and how we come in is really to be creators and to thrive and be able to receive it all and, and be in that abundance. But somehow over time from all the different expectations society gives us, we change that mindset in our own, you know, in our own relationship to self. And that's something I've been working through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you said about, you know, the energy feeling. And I think for a lot of women, especially we have this like intuitive knowing that's our greatest gift. Women who run with the wolves is really powerful. And it really talks a lot about that in her book, but it's like, I've, I think in the past couple of years, it's become more important to me to listen to that. And I've been more comfortable with people not understanding what that means. But I think almost all women know that feeling where you're like, I don't know how to describe it, but it just feels off or it doesn't feel aligned or it doesn't feel good. Or that person feels a little funky to me, or, you know, I don't feel really energized in that situation. And we get so much when we listen to that feeling. Like I feel like that is the things that change our life when we kind of go left. If we feel like our intuition's telling us, you know, we we should go left. And I think we also know when we've not listened to our intuition in situations that have been harmful to us. You know, it's that deep sense and knowing that is like important. It makes us unique and is so special. So just like offering a encouragement of that, that, that is that part of you, that godlike part of you to really follow that. And I think on the energy piece, there's a lot of like psychic conversation that's happening when people meet or when they're together, where you are really like, you're feeling a lot more than what you're just seeing with your eyes. You're feeling like 
their energetic field and their aura. And that's just proven in science. And so when we are feeling really attracted to someone or really off, it's like, there's like a science happening of our energies kind of communicating that our body is now telling us this is, this is a go, this is a stop. Now you can move forward. So just always encouraging people to listen to that. And as a last thing, it's like, we can listen to that when we stop and like, kind of stop numbing. I feel like we, we can't listen to our body and what our soul is telling us when we're always on our phone or always on our computer or always working or numbing out. So it is really important too, that we're able to sort of be aware in the moment. So we can have that brief conversation, like checking in. Okay. How does this feel? Good. Great. How does this feel bad? Okay. What do we do? Um, so just important, the piece on numbing is really important too. I love that you brought that up. And I also love that you went deeper into that energy work and honoring those that really do feel it. And also that even if someone else doesn't understand it or maybe respect it, it it is your own inner knowing. And you're right. It is your God-given gift of like, this is telling me, this is essentially something that only I have for me and only I can have discernment with, you know, and being okay with someone else, maybe not getting that, you know, and, and just knowing that you have it and you know it. And you're right. When you feel an energy, like you immediately, like, like this conversation, like I'm immediately lit up. It feels so good. It's energizing me. And then sometimes I'm on with something else and it's like, and it feels like I'm literally like pulling my teeth, you know, and it's like, okay, this is not, this is not feeling so good, you know? And it's like, it's so interesting to me because I feel like society has kind of taught us to like pretend that like that doesn't exist or like if you you know in school if you don't like someone you know just get along with them and it's like sure you can be kind and you can be respectful but like why do you have to spend time with them if you really don't feel in alignment with them even at a young age you know and we're almost taught to be taken away from our Mm -hmm. intuition and we're taught you know but you know when you were saying about the kind of believing and seeing we're taught see it and then believe it. But like Wayne Dyer and many other major gurus will talk about believing in it and then you see it. And that's what you spoke to with that magnetic field and the aura and the energy. That's when you tap into that and that higher conscious space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had a situation recently where there's this person that's kind of in our, not in my friend circle, but in like a peripheral friend circle. And I had hung out with her a few times or I'd been in her space a few times. And I was like, oh, I really respect how she shows up in the world. Like she does great work, but I don't really feel like our energies match. And I don't feel like, I don't, don't feel like our energies are a good fit. And so I always had that feeling. I never told anyone. And, you know, this weekend, one of my other friends was saying that she heard her talking bad about me among other people. And I was like, wow, I'm so relieved that my intuition was right, that this wasn't an energetic fit. And it really gave me confidence more than anything where I was like, oh my gosh, my energy knew that we weren't a fit. And she also could feel that too, that we weren't a fit. And so often when we feel these things, we're not the only ones you know, if it is an energy thing, it's kind of maybe happening on both sides, but really just like trusting your gut when you feel something. And when kids are being told to not listen to their intuition, it's really a dangerous disservice, especially for safety reasons. And especially for, you know, them growing up, like we need them to be in touch to their intuition. We need them to know that they can listen and trust themselves. It's really, really important. Yeah, I love that. And, and and thank you for sharing that because I also love that you got that extra confidence from that. Like you already knew and you had that knowing, but then it was like, oh, boom. Yeah, thank you. I, I already knew that. Like now, thank you, universe. Like it delivered. I knew what I was feeling. Now I know 100% yes. confirmation. You know, and I think sometimes we need those little nudges to be like, 
oh yeah, okay, that was a sign or, oh yes, there's a perfect example of where I knew where I was. And I also love that you spoke to, you know, the children and our children, because I teach my, you know, I mean, my 18 month old, maybe not so much, but my three and a half year old, you know, I'm really showing her every day how to be aware of, you know, her own intuition and speak her own truth and, you know, to be the boss of herself and to be an individual. And, you know, and it's such a conscious parenting space, obviously, of where to be. And it's a lot harder, I think, in a lot of ways, because things are not done as easy. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's worth it, right? Because it's like, if we look at our lives, right? It's like, of course, like our parents, you know, did the absolute best job they could with what they were given and same with their parents and everything else. But I believe we're in a space where now we can change this and we can really start speaking consciously and being aware of that higher self and start at such a young age where then you shift the further generations where this is where they come from and they go to intuition before anything else. Mm-hmm. Has what, what has surprised you about your daughter, like as you've been kind of like modeling that or teaching her that? You know, it's funny, like she'll, she'll like, you know, she'll call me out. Like it was funny the other day I hadn't done my affirmations and she's like, mama, we haven't done affirmations yet, you know? And I was like, oh, I'll do it later. And she's like, no, we have to do it now. You know? And I was like, I have to get this done. And she like looked at me and I'm like, here I am. Like, she's trying to keep me present. And I'm on like what you were saying, Krista, like the go, go, go grind, the numbing. And I was just like in it. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Let me take a breath. Let's, let's, let's do our, we do our little rose spray. Let's do our affirmation in the mirror, you know? And it was, it was such a divine moment because I was like, wow, she called me out because she is starting to really be in that routine. She is finding those practices and, you know, those amazing, you know, things to do for herself that makes her feel good at this age. And I forgot about it because I was so caught up, you know, which we all do being human. And I just love that she like checked me and it was like, no, 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 we're going to do this now, you know, or other times, you know, I'll tell her something and she'll be like, well, I don't want to do that. And I'll have to catch myself because I'll be like, well, I need you. And I'm like, okay, well, can you explain why you don't want to do it instead of just saying like, well, you need to, because I said so, you know, and, and, and that's how we're programmed. Right. And so it's been a, a very intense learning lesson for me, but I feel like I actually show up the most authentic I've ever have in my life before, because I'm really not only wanting to model it for my girls, but also it's really kind of putting me in check. It's like ego aside. Okay. How do you want to show up? Not just for yourself, but for your daughter, who's literally watching you and every move and paying attention to everything you're doing and soaking it up and wanting to embody the same. How do you want her to be able to show up? You know? And so it's, it's, it's been a very humbling experience becoming a mom for me. Um, but in the most beautiful way, and now being a mom of two, Arlie, my second daughter, I laughed because she was born during the, you know, pandemic of 2020 when, when I was pregnant and I was normal in the world and all of a sudden the pandemic happened, I was like, oh my God, wh- why am I pregnant during this time? Like what, what is happening? And I could not understand. And once she was born and the presence that came into our home and how present we all became, I was like, wow, you knew exactly what you were doing when you chose this time and your soul chose to be here. And I get chills because every day she reminds me present. And when things are chaotic in the house, she will either just start screaming or she will just start like hysterical laughing or like, it's just, she immediately gets you in the moment. And I'm like, wow, that is literally part of like your gift here is to get us all to be present. So it's been, it's been wild. (laughs) That's such a dream. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, 
it's, you know, it's funny. I think about like how we talk about the ego, like with styling and all these celebrities and all these people I've worked with for so long. And I always looked for this happiness in that. I always looked for, you know, them just, you know, oh, I got best dressed and, you know, and, and that would give me, of course, you know, I was so excited being, I love fashion and everything, but it was like waiting for the next moment from them to be like, oh, you know, you're amazing or, oh, I'm so this of you. And, and it barely ever came as you guys know in, in, in this industry. And it was so, you know, I almost became numb to that. It was like, oh, okay, well then that's just, that's just the, what it is. Like, it's just, you know, that's just how it's going to be. And then when I kind of pulled myself out of that and, you know, 2020 and so much shifted, I started to really look at things and really start to see like what actually was giving me happiness. And it wasn't any of those things. I was doing them because I was so in my ego of like, I, of course I was good at it and all of these things, but it wasn't fulfilling me. It was actually numbing me for so long. And I didn't even know how numb I was. And I think between my postpartum depression with my first daughter and then the pandemic, I think between the two major events in my life, it really shifted things for me and the veil really was lifted. And it was like, yeah, okay, you're going to go through kind of like a real journey right now and understand like exactly who Allie is. And that ego is going to be completely pushed aside right now while you work through who you are at the soul. And it's still obviously an ongoing journey, but I'm grateful for the space I'm in and to be able to also have these kinds of conversations because you know, you're not alone in it. You know, so many people won't even grasp this. They don't even realize this is happening. They just keep going through all these horrible things in their life and they just think, oh, it's just life. And it's like, but no, it's not. There's actually signs and there's actually things being trying to be shown to you, but you're just an autopilot and the numbing that I love you spoke to Chris said it like you're just in it. And I was in that for so long until I guess I was so numb in my postpartum depression and so dark that I didn't know how to get out. And I had no choice but to find the light and move forward. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate part of humans, but it's like a funny part that we have to sometimes wait till we're at our lowest point to really wake up and realize. And that's part of the evolutionary process. That's why negative experiences exist to wake us up. Everything is really a catalyst to wake us up. So I often think about my worst times and your hardest times too, as like the greatest blessing, because now you're on the other side where you're more awakened and you're integrating this into your life. So just kind of that reframe for people is really important to just remember that this could lead to your biggest breakthrough when you're going through the hardest time. Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm curious, you know, being that, of course, the pandemic is, I guess, kind of over in the sense of we're not in 2020, but let's be real. It's not really over. <laughs> still, still so much going on. I know, especially, you know, California and other places. And I mean, what was it like for you guys, you know, when that kind of happened, especially being so awakened, like how did you take an experience like that and choose to use your own practices to kind of, you know, work through, because at the end of the day, we're all still human. Right. And it, it's been a very wild time for all of us. I think we've all been on kind of more intense journeys than we expected to be. Yeah. I mean, it's been up and down. 2020 was definitely a really, you know, we weren't unique in that it was an easy year for us. It was definitely a hard, hard year um, for different reasons. But I think that, you know, our tools really became incredibly useful when there was constant opportunity to just be overwhelmed and overtaken by fear, you know, everywhere we turn, whether it was on the TV, on the radio, online, on Instagram, in conversation with people, like it was just, you know, 
a complete bombardment of fear and doom. And while I fully understand and know that um, the pandemic was very real as and other things were incredibly real, it was also not my... Um, it was not a line for me to expect the worst, you know, and expect the next thing to be just, just full of, uh, yeah, just kind of that, like the doom and gloom. Well, yeah, we'll never get better. And so, um, it was practice. It was a practice not to engage in that. It was a practice also to, um, come back to what was really important to me. And I think the pandemic and 2020 really offered that to a lot of people where, you know, we weren't going to work like we normally would, or we weren't traveling or just doing the things we normally would do. And so we're home and we're with ourselves and we're with our loved ones or, um, in our homes. And it's like, what really matters? And, you know, it was very confronting at times. I think for us in the business, it was actually a blessing because we had been on tour for a long time. We were traveling, we were go, go, go. We never stopped. And this was like a full stop where we not only could rest and have a bit of space, but we could also focus on things on the back end of the business within our team, um, just in our plans for the future that we've been wanting to do. And it just, it showed us a whole other layer of what was possible. And through the challenges, like we also had new inspiration to support our community. You know, like we support people through hard times, good times, their evolution, various transitions. And so we felt compelled to continue to create what we knew were going to be the most supportive resources for people um, all over the world. So yeah, it was highs and lows. It was a, a very formative time, I think, for where we, we are now. And I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. so I'm like super grateful in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I also love that you really kind of started off with that fear because I think we are still unfortunately dealing with a lot of that fear all over the place. And I think those that are choosing to see that for what it is have kind of stepped away and kind of stepped out of the matrix and said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, you know, allow, like you said, the constant, what's the next thing that's going to be fearful. What's the next thing I'm going to focus on what is, you know, my path, what is my alignment? I'm going to be aware, but I'm not going to let this run my life, you know, and I had COVID, you know, back in May and uh, you know, I had a lot of people say to me, you know, Oh, you know, you don't take it serious. And this and the other thing I said, well, let me tell you one thing when I had it, I never allowed myself to go to fear. You know, I, um, I remember, you know, my husband came in the room and he's like, oh, you have COVID. And I was like, yeah, you know, we kind of made a joke about it, which is terrible, but it was like my way of just being like, you know what it is, what it is. Like I will get through this. I, you know, know I'm healthy and I understand everyone's situation is different. And I understand how that can be triggering, but 
I love that you brought that up about fear because I do believe there is way too much fear right now. And I do believe a lot of that is by design in my own opinion. And I think that it is so important to be able to come to the space of our higher consciousness to tap in and know like I am home, I am safe, I am who I am, I can move myself forward, even if the world is crazy. And maybe I can't control what's going on the outside, but I can control what's going on on the inside, even with COVID, you know? And so for me, I kind of felt like, you know, God, the universe asked me to step up when I was sick and was like, all right, use your practices, you know? And so I was meditating consistently and doing breath work and, you know, and I was just staying in this mindset, even though I was feeling awful for 11 days of like, I will be fine and I will work through this and, you know, and I will be empowered from it. And, you know, and, and there were days where I would have, you know, brain fog that they speak of and everything. And it was, it was scary. not going to lie. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even get into meditation. I can't even think straight. And those days were a little bit frightening, but I never, ever allowed the fear to creep in. I always kept telling myself that I'd be fine. And then my daughters both got it. And, you know, that was a whole other thing. I was like, oh my gosh, aren't you so fearful? And I was like, no, I know they're healthy. I know they will be fine. I know that they're young, you know, they will bounce out of this. And they did within 72 hours, they worked right through, you know, and, and so I just think that, you know, COVID or not, we're in this place now in our world where it really is like a fear of everything now. It's like yesterday, I saw someone posted about babies and, 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 and heart issues and climate change. And I'm like, oh, we're on to the next fear thing. I mean, it's like, it's just, there's always fear every which way you turn. If you choose to see it, right. You choose to make that your reality. But I, what I love about within so consistent, what we've spoken about with both of you is how you kind of awaken to your own, you know, trust and surrender, your own embodiment of self and knowing like I have my purpose. I am on my own path. I'm not going to allow that consistent noise and fear around me to change that. And I'm not going to say it's not happening, but I'm going to move myself forward and not look for the next fearful thing, you know, and it's so interesting. I have so many friends of mine who have been sadly so fearful and they've all ended up, you know, getting it and had all these horrible experiences. And I'm like, I, I can't help but think that because of the energy and the things we spoke about, like that you're essentially kind of allowing that in because you are in such a low frequency and low state in your consciousness. I think too, there's a lot that happens in the body with fear. You know, our immune systems are suppressed when we're in a fear state. We actually act from like the lowest part of our brain, which is like the reptilian part of our brain. And we're not able to consciously process things like emotions. And there's a lot more than just feeling the vibration of fear that's happening physically. It's like, it's a whole thing. And I just, I know people are in that state. And I think 2020 put people in such a state of fear that our cortisol levels were all messed up. So just kind of moving outside of the paradigm of fear for our own health, for our own sanity. And just, I came out of that feeling of fear when I realized that I don't have the answers to everything and not every problem is mine to solve. My greatest service is to serving my own healing. And that will be the biggest impact on my life in the world by being as healed as I can. And until then, I'm not, I don't know everything. I don't know what this person should be doing. I don't have the answers, but I just want to serve by being like the best person that I possibly can myself. I love that. I also love that you said healing yourself is not only going to help you, of course, so much, but also serve others. It's so true. The more we heal ourselves, the more we heal the world and we ripple that energy and we ripple that effect outward, even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it in the moment. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, so beautiful. Oh my God. You guys, this conversation is so powerful. I, I would love to hear quickly before we wrap things up, what you have going on, what you'd love to share, you know, what everyone can look for. Of course, everything will be in the show notes from to follow you guys and check everything out, which everyone better. Cause you guys, these ladies are amazing. Truly. I met them years ago in LA. They are nothing but I remember that. Mm -hmm. yes, 
just I was thinking about that at Lindsay's old apartment. Yes, Mm -hmm. my good friend Amanda Lauren. And you know, I mean, you guys were so, you know, even so kind then and so empowering and just so beautiful. And, you know, I think that it speaks volumes of, you know, why you've created what you've created around you and how you truly serve and you just embody exactly who you are. And there's so much power in authenticity. And it's just, it's so beautiful. So I would love for you guys to just share, you know, a little bit about what's coming for you, what you're working on, and of course, where we can find you. And again, everything will be in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll never forget when we met you in at L- in LA with at Lindsay's old apartment. Um, yeah. So we have membership opening up in January, which is really exciting. So we have a membership for our community where we have conversations like this, where we talk about our spiritual awakening and provide tools and resources to people along their journey. And then we have camp, which is a free event we host in January to support people um, in topics that we love, like energy healing, astrology, relationships, et cetera. So that's all on almost30.com, almost30 podcast on Instagram, almost30 wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, And then I'm on Instagram at it's Krista, it's ITS Krista, and Lindsay is Lindsay Simsic. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being here in this truly powerful conversation. I'm like feeling all all the good vibes. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I love it. Um, and if you know, again, you know, guys, I'll put everything in the show notes for you to follow. If there's anything you want to leave them with, any kind of like you know, last word of advice, any gem that really has stuck with either of you or both of you, I'll, I'll let you guys kind of finish it out. <laughs> Oh man. I think my favorite is wherever you go, there you are. And I think we can try and change our situations, our relationships, our jobs, our apartments, our homes. But if we don't work on the inside, you know, nothing will ever feel good enough and nothing will ever feel right and nothing will ever change. So we always have to start with us. Amen. I love that. Amen. And I think just, you know, the act of slowing down for me has been so, so powerful. And I think I, and so many of us like find identity and in just going, going, going and getting as much done as possible. And I just feel like we're really being called to pause, to be right here, right now, Mm -hmm. to breathe, to be with the people that we love, to actually listen to what we need. Um, And I think if we can start doing that, even just for a few minutes a day, it could make just such a a world of difference. I love that. And that's such a, also real quick, a way to end. Do you guys have like specific practices that you'd want to share that does allow you to, you know, do that and find that trust and surrender and let you have that pause? Because I so agree with you and Zia, it's such a time to like really press pause. Yeah, I think, you know, even just a morning walk, it's like without, you know, instead of hopping on the computer, hopping on the phone, like getting right into the day, I think allowing enough space and time to just like lower the volume on the noise of the news, of your emails, of your text messages, what have you, and just take a nice walk. You're moving your body, you're moving some energy, see what comes up, just yeah, for me, that's like one of my favorite things to do to just kind of get me out of that, um, out of that autopilot that just kind of keeps me, you know, keeps my mind occupied. Yeah, I love that. And I'm looking at my clock and it's 333. And I'm like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you, Krista? Yeah, I think it's like, I don't even want to overcomplicate it with anything because what it is, is just 
here and now. It's like stopping everything and being here and now. And that actually requires nothing um, but practice and just your conscious awareness. I love that. Well, you ladies are amazing. Thank you so much for being here again. Everything will be in the show notes. And thank you so much, guys. And everyone, I hope you take away so much. And and there was so much gold, but if there's anything you get from that, it's truly to pause and be present and and find that higher conscious space. So thank you, ladies. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 